Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Syrupcast, Mobile Syrup's Canadian tech-focused podcast. I'm Patrick O'Rourke, Mobile Syrup's Managing Editor, and I, along with Brad Bennett, the bad boy of tech, the host with a ghost, as always, I didn't write that. That's totally him. I've taken over the Syrupcast. I think this is our third or fourth episode at this point. Um, but with both of us, yeah. You with had bo- one with, with, both the other, with the other Brad. Yeah, but that, that was an interview episode, which you're going to see more of. That's something that we kind of experimented with this week. You're going to see more interview episodes with us talking to executives or interesting people in Canadian tech. Um, if you like that idea, let us know what you think. But this week, we also have Dean Daly on the podcast. How are you doing, Dean? Good. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. That's good. And of course, Brad Bennett is here. I'm okay as well. I just assumed you were because you're smiling, so yeah, I, thought, you, I thought you were okay. I'm trying to hide it behind the mic, but my excitement is it's bleeding through my it, eyes. It's interesting. You actually can't see anyone's mouths when we're, on, when yeah. we're doing this podcast. I can see Dean's from the side. Ah, he's, yeah. he's not smiling. So this is a very uh, Brad-focused episode. Um, he, he's been a busy boy, so he, he reviewed the OnePlus 7T. Yep. And he also went on a trip to Seattle to check out all the new products that Amazon revealed. Yeah, me uh, and Bezos in the quad. You, know. you and, uh, what was I calling him? Big B? Big B. B unit? Big B, B, B unit. and little B. <laughs> Big B and little B. That's great. Um, but first, I think we're going to talk about the OnePlus 7T. Um, I think I'll just throw it to you because you reviewed the phone. You know I way did. more about it than some time. either Dean or I. Mm-hmm. Um, eh. Whoa. <laughs> Dean's a OnePlus 7T expert. Yeah. So do you want to just outline what the phone is and kind of how it fits into OnePlus's lineup? Sure. So you've heard of these things called phone calls. You, everyone has like an area code and a couple of numbers. No, I'm kidding. I, I never make phones. <laughs> phone calls. Um, but no, OnePlus 7T, it's their new phone. It seems weird because it's like not quite their flagship, but it's still super, super good in my opinion. I like Personally, I like it more than the OnePlus 7 even because I'm not a huge fan of curved displays. I think the size is more suitable to most people's hands. Um, and then everything good about the 7 is also here. So the 90 hertz refresh rate, if that's your thing, uh, is here. Personally, I have it turned off because of the extra battery life that it saves, and I don't find it super noticeable. What's the battery life difference that you get? Um, I want to say like it's probably close to like an hour. An hour? Who cares? An extra hour of screen time at like the end of the day, like that's the difference between like getting home at like twenty percent, like forty percent. You know? Sure. Like, I guess it depends on if like uh, if you charge your phone when you're at work. Yeah. How um, much that matters. And sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But like you know, getting on the streetcar on the way home, being at like twenty five percent, you're like fair. This fair. isn't what I want. Um, especially because like, what do I need 90 Hertz for with my like day to day phone usage? I'm not a huge like mobile gamer. Besides but it's so smooth. I guess I literally only notice it when I play Pokemon go, which I think is like not a game where you need an enhanced frame rate. Um, you know, unless you're hitting those raids, but you know, that's not me. <laughs> raids are important. Yeah. Um, on top of that, you know, it's got a notch instead of a pop-up camera, which is kind of annoying because you're the pop-up camera was like a really, really great feature. And like, so that's the thing that throws me off 
with yeah. the phone and kind of confuses me as to where it fits in OnePlus's lineup. Like I thought the pop-up camera was sick. Like I watched all these videos from YouTubers throwing it on the ground, how the camera retracts as it's coming to the ground because it can detect as it's falling. And then they go back to just a regular camera. Yeah. So is this like, is this their high-end phone? Like I know it has the new Snapdragon 855 Plus. Plus. Yep. So processor-wise, it's their high-end phone. Yep. Um, I think it is honestly okay. like it, it for it's the phone that OnePlus makes that'll like I would recommend to anyone. I would never I don't think recommend the seven to anyone. It's just like big, it's bulky, it's got a curved display. Pop up camera is cool, but like in the grand scheme of things, I don't know if it's enough to justify like the higher price tag because this one is like eight hundred dollars Canadian starting price, which is like a decent all you know price for a phone. They're still under a thousand, which is like rarer and rarer these days. Pretty good for a high end phone in Canada. Yeah, sadly, and, but that's the reality. Um, like personally, I really like the camera. I don't know if it's like the best camera on the market, but I think that like the levels and the colors that it was producing, I really liked, and I was like really enjoying the shots that I was able to take. And you know, they're very clear. It has the wide angle, 117 degrees, and the two times zoom. Like, it's very versatile. Um, so, do you think the camera stands up to uh, like the P30 or what Samsung's doing with the Note 10 or even like the iPhone 11? I haven't spent a lot of time with Samsung cameras, so okay. I don't have a lot to say there. The P30 has that like great uh, ten times hybrid zoom and like five times regular zoom, and that's those are hard to beat. But in terms of like color production and like uh, capturing shadows and uh, HDR and all that kind of stuff, I really like. How about in comparison to the Pixel Three? Because mm, you've been using that. Yeah, a lot that's now. true. Um, I think it's I think it's close. I like I, I think it's negligible. Like I think it's it's so good that you could put them both side by side. And I think people will be very split just based on like which picture they find a little more saturated or which picture has nicer colors that, that appeals to them. You know, like I, I always make that argument with, yeah. with high end phone cameras now. Like I think every camera is good. Maybe mm-hmm. some are slightly better than others, but their um, differences that the average person's not even going to oh, sure. perceive at this point. It goes on Instagram and then they're fine. Yeah. yeah. It goes on Instagram and it gets c- compressed anyways, or it goes on Twitter and it gets compressed. Yeah. Yeah, I remember looking at um, the Verge's iPhone 11 review, Mm -hmm. and I think the main phones they compared it with were the Pixel 3, um, as well as the Note 10. And there's a few instances where I thought the Note 10's pictures looked better. Yeah, it's all just really how the image is processed after it's shot. Like I think that's what it comes down to at this point. And then on top of that, personal preference. Yeah, I mean, I think the camera sensors are like big enough and enough megapixels or whatever. Like you're always getting a fairly crisp and a fairly sharp image. So, you know, from there, that's like all you really need because I mean, colors and all that kind of stuff can kind of be tweaked in post. So I think uh, OnePlus, which probably entered the realm of like higher end cameras on phones with the OnePlus 7, but like it's it's still here with the 7T at a lower price point, which is nice to see. So I'm kind of like the king of leaks, if you guys haven't noticed. And yeah, he wears a crown. Yeah, I wear it all the time It'd be in sick office. if you just had a crown that said king of leaks <laughs> on it and you came to work with it on. I would definitely wear it all the time. You should but, make him one. Uh, so rumor has it that there is going to be a 7T Pro still. Um, mm-hmm. Just they, they kind of shifted the launch of that phone because this launch 7T was really for India. That's why they also announced the OnePlus TV oh, and all that TV. stuff because this was a, a Indian launch. But they were also planning on launching a 7T Pro later. Is what that going to come to Canada though? And who, oh, is who that knows? For? Okay. Who knows if it, where, it, where it's going to go or anything, but like do you think that's necessary? 
Yeah, I don't think it's necessary. So, like, what I'm thinking, 7T Pro is just going to be like a full screen yeah. display, curved sides, HD5 plus. So exactly, what else gets it's added supposed to, to be. Point? It's basically the seven, but seven Pro, but like, like With I can, better chipset. Yeah, basically. maybe they have some more camera technology sort of in the back end that they're getting ready for, or like some weird gimmicky things, but. Yeah, it would still have the pop-up. It looked basically the same from the old leaks that were coming out, like, a lot. Like, I didn't see much of a difference except for the 855. And, like, it didn't have more RAM. Like, because really how much more RAM can a phone have? Yeah, OnePlus has always been super snappy. Um, but, yeah, so, like, sort of dialing back to where we started, like, I think this phone is the OnePlus phone to buy. I mean, yeah, if you can get over this, like, flying saucer-sized camera bump on the back, which, yeah. like, every camera bump kind of grows in you because it, it's defines the phone in a certain way but i was surprised huge. that wasn't more controversial because there's like huge backlash to the pixel 4 square camera bump massive backlash for the iphone 11's big camera bump i think people just care a little bit less about oneplus maybe okay. and like yeah, that's maybe that lower price helps justify it a little bit i don't know it's weird because the camera sensors are very similar to the oneplus 7 series which has a much smaller bump but anyway here we are Huawei just did it too, where it was circular. Maybe like, uh, yeah. what, phone, what phone was that on? Huh? The Mate 30 the Mate Pro, 30. or yeah, the one that's which, which we still don't know if that's coming to Canada. Or not. Exactly, yeah, we don't know, but they just did the same thing. So maybe people were like, eh, and they're getting used to it with the iPhone as well, like these oversized camera bumps. Yeah, I mean, it's defining. Like, if I was to see one on the street, I'd be able to recognize it right away, which is like says something, I guess. Um, so, last two questions about this phone, I think. Cool. Um, what was your review score? I believe I gave it a seven point five or an eight. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check it, but well, I'm. It was doing, high. I I remember it being high, but while I'm doing that, if if like your friend was like, "Yo, Brad, dog, what phone should I buy?" Would you tell them to get this phone at this point right now? Over the Pixel Three A. So that yeah, the Three A is like my go-to recommend phone because of the value it offers is so good. You know, good battery life, decent screen, Pixel features. Pixel camera, what, like 650 bucks for the XL? So this one is, what, like a 650 uh, like $150 more? Is that math right? Yeah, yeah. That math sounds right. <laughs> Whoops. Um, so it's $150 more. It's good. I mean, it has a great haptic engine, which is like one of the under, like one of the smaller things that I love because it like makes interacting with the phone feel so much better. Um, but I don't know if I would do it over the 3A just because the 3A hits that like perfect value point for me. Camera's sick too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think so. Like if someone didn't really want a Pixel and they wanted something different, you know, this would be my second, my second recommend. It would be like three A, one plus seventy. So you gave it an eight. Yeah, that seems fair. I think like it's, it's a pro level phone in my opinion, sort of under the disguise of something that's like a lower level than pro because it's the seven instead of the seven pro. <laughs> bro so confused yeah. yeah um but i think like you know if you can get past the notch which i'm sure in like today's age where every phone has a notch this one's also very tiny um you're good to go like it's great great camera great haptics great screen you know one plus android 10 there's like a lot to love about it there's not a lot to hate it's one of the only phones in canada with that snapdragon 855 plus processor. isn't it one of the first phones just anywhere that has it too I don't want to confirm. I'm pretty sure it is. That. I know Asus has the ROG Phone 2 oh, that has yeah. it, although the ROG Phone 2 is not in Canada yet, I don't think. Not yet, but I no. think it's other places. But yeah. yeah, it's one of the first. I mean, it's fast. I, like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can want to dial in too much on that because like the A55 was great and the 840 
five, which was before that wasn't terrible either. Like we're well, getting like, to a point where yeah. chips are just you can good. barely notice. Yeah, well, that's the thing with every iPhone release. Like Apple puts up a slide where it's like we're this far ahead of whatever Qualcomm Snapdragon processor is out right now. But at some point, does it even really matter? Like yeah, exactly. Your like, phone is super. If you're buying a high end phone, you're getting a really good processor that's more than powerful to do anything you want to do with it yeah like uh, i mean no one's really high like if you're high-end gaming yeah, maybe but like uh, what's that market you know how fast can phones get even like is there much faster they can even get that's just probably a different topic for a be, different time but i mean they're like, gonna be faster than sonics so. yeah i think <laughs> i'm wondering if maybe like uh processor technology maybe not necessarily speeds will, will become more apparent as we get into like ar type of things and like mm, uh, well, that's that like google true. pixel 4 sort of new like based on the, yeah. but the Google Pixel 4 kind of new Google Assistant where you can kind of just, it's always doing this thing in the background and listening and you can talk to it like a regular human conversation. I'm wondering if like adding those types of things will require like different, if not more processing power. That's always Apple's argument with the yeah. crazy processor power is AR, but I, I don't think AR is quite as big as they would like it to be. No, I don't think so either. Um, but let's move on to your Amazon extravaganza trip. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. So there's a ton of different devices that were revealed. Not Many. all of them are coming to Canada. There's the Echo Dot with a clock. My favorite. Which I know is your favorite. I love it. It's so cool <laughs> it's looking. It's pretty cool looking. I want it on my bedside table. There's the third gen Echo, which is very similar to last year's with a few slight internal differences. It's pretty much just a smaller Echo Plus without the smart home hub. Does the Echo Plus have the smart yeah, home the hub? Yeah, Echo Plus has the smart home. And the temperature sensor is missing as well. Yeah. But the speakers that were in the Echo Plus are now in the regular Echo. Then there's the Echo Studio and a few other things. But like, all you were there, you were at the event. So I, I don't know how you want to do this. Do you want to go through each one briefly and kind of say what's different about it? Like, first um, up, we have the Echo Dot. Yeah, so the Echo Dot with Clock is really cool. It only comes in white in Canada. I'm not sure if it comes in any colors in other places, but I believe I saw a black one. Um, but it's basically like, basically like the third gen Echo Dot, but instead of just being this like black puck or whatever, it's got an LED sort of like display panel thing underneath the fabric. So it just shines through the time on the edge. So like you can look over at it and be like, oh, it's, it's 12.59 or whatever time it happens to be where you are. <laughs> But you can also ask it things like, what's the temperature outside? And that clock will turn into uh, show you the temperature. And if you have a timer going, it will show you the timer counting down. And it just like adds a level of um, usability, I think, to the Echo Dot where, you know, instead of just being this voice thing, because like voice is great and it's been working for a while, but now we have smart displays. And it's like, oh, like having the t time always showing is super useful and being able to see your timers on the, with just a glance instead of talking, very useful. So I think adding those things to the Dot is like really um, going to make it become like a much more useful product. So this is still the entry level Amazon Echo device too. Like it's only seventy nine Canadian, which is a yeah. decent price tag. And I would say like it's what? the same price as the Home Mini, from my understanding. And so like, is it? Yeah. I think there's no clock in the Home Mini, so uh, who cares? Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I feel like those go on sale for like forty ish bucks. Like, like very often. Yeah, the Echo like Dot's always on sale as well. Three yeah. weeks. That's what I mean. Like the Echo Dot is what I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Mini. They're always on sale. Yeah. You just got to like wait for it. Um, but yeah, so that's about that. Um, then you have the third gen Echo, which like we like were we saying said, before, yeah. looks exactly like the regular one, but it has, I think, this, the subwoofer of the Plus in it. It just has the speakers, all the, the speakers, speakers that were okay. in the Plus. Um, it also comes in like a new fabric, like nice, yeah, fabric blue color. Black, gray, white, and blue. Yeah. Um, and the blue one's called like Twilight Blue or something, but it's really nice. This sounds great. I mean, I think that the upgraded speakers will be good enough for most people. 
And uh, yeah, that's about all there is to say about that. If you want an Echo and like you want to have decent speakers, get this year set. Um, the studio is the one that has me interested because Amazon hasn't really had like a high-end, more expensive audiophile speaker. Like you had the Plus. Sure, it sounded better than the standard Echo. And the Link and the Link amp to set passive speakers or powered speakers, like bookshelf speakers. Sure, but that's different than like um, than the Home Max or yeah. arguably the HomePod. But this is kind of like their answer to those devices, right? Yeah, and I think it, like Sonos 2 and Bose are like all kind of competing in the same space. Um, personally... So when I first heard it, we were in like the top of the sphere where they were presenting and they put one on the stage and they were like, Wait, listen to this. What's the sphere? <laughs> the sphere is the coolest thing that I saw. It's, it's like, is this, it like Jeff Bezos's house? No, I maybe he lives in a sphere somewhere else. He probably has his own sphere, but this is like part of the Amazon office. This is a side note, sphere note. Um, but yeah, it's this giant orb in Seattle. You can Google it. And it's just like, there's like kind of like three orbs with the one main orb. And it's kind of like this like half workspace, very casual, looks like a bunch of little patio setups and stuff inside and like tree houses and crap like that. And then the rest of it's just like greenhouse. So there's like plants everywhere. There's like fish tanks and like there's like a huge tree that they like airlifted in there. Like it's nuts. This sounds thing. like Bezos' evil supervillain lair. It honestly is. It's like the like most like calming, relaxing, like spa-esque supervillain layer that there could be. Like there's like steam like pumping out to keep all the plants <laughs> moist. I would really? love that. Yeah, Sick. it's amazing, man. Like it was so cool. Um, there's like a four-story like wall of plants that probably was like got to be over 25 feet wide. Oh, this is your dream to uh, both of you. Yeah. yeah. Like there was a dude when we were walk, first walked in on like a lift, like cutting plants. I was like way up. Like you're like, oh my god. Like Ben and I are just gonna live inside the sphere. Yeah, we're yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Like it just was so chill. But yeah, so they brought that out and they were playing it in the sphere, which is like this really big space, and it sounded like really phenomenal. Um, they brought it too, and they paired them, and they were like using it to play audio from like Mad Max or something, and that sounded really great. But then when I heard it in the demo area, it didn't sound as good. Um, but I don't want to make any like assumptions. I think it probably will sound like really great. Um, and I talked a lot about it. it's like room filling sound and like all these like Dolby technologies that sort of really immerse you in like this 3D audio space if certain things like movies support that. So does it adjust in any way to its surroundings in the same way that like the Google Home Max did or? I believe it does. Yeah. Okay. Or the Sonos Move too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yeah. I think that's a key thing for these high end speakers is them being aware of way, where they are placed in your house and adapting to those surroundings. Does yeah. the HomePod do that? Yeah. The HomePod does, yes. The HomePod, does I it. think, was the first one. Yeah. Mm. No. I think the Max came up before the HomePod pod, didn't it? I think the HomePod was announced before. Might have been. Yeah. yeah. Either, either way, they all do it. And to my understanding, they do a decent job of it. Like the Home Max cool. does it. Even the Sonos Ones do it, but it's with an app. You have to like walk around your house. Yeah, the Sonos Move does it automatically. So I wouldn't be surprised if Sonos adds that to their other products in the future, but there's no clarification on that. I just think that's a key thing for like a high-end speaker, right? Like it's expected. So that's cool that they have that in there too. Um, I think the biggest key thing is this is like, I have it written down here. It comes out in November 7th and it's $260 Canadian, which is way cheaper than HomePod, Google Home well Max, under everything. Sonos Move, um and what was the other one we were talking about that might have been it but either way it's super cheap so like you know even if it doesn't sound as good it probably sounds very close to those i would imagine and it's like half the price you so, get two of them for like under 500 bucks it would, close be just, to, it would close, be just over close, close to under 500 i can't math. it would be just over yeah um but yeah so i think that that's like a really appealing aspect for a lot of people and i mean like because it's an alexa device you kind of add that in you get the alexa multi-room audio the new 
Alexa or the new Echo has great speakers too. So like you kind of can really get like a really great setup with this, I think. And if you get two of them, you can connect them to a Fire TV, you know, use them as your TV speakers as well as music. Like it was a pretty versatile speaker. And I think that that price point is going to be appealing to a lot of people. Nice. And then there's also a few smaller accessories like the Flex. And that was one that really confused me when it was first revealed. Like I was following along on Twitter. Amazon doesn't live stream these events. Um, which is actually kind of interesting. It's like old school blogging. You were very much on your own at this event. We couldn't help you. Yeah. You were just tearing up a storm with the words. Yeah, it, I was just like, okay, I guess I do one post because this is like the only way that I can get uh, all of this I done think as quickly as they're announcing it because it was like, this boom, is boom, out, boom, this boom. is out, this is out, this is out. They had a live blog and it was just going so slowly. Who, oh, the Amazon one? Yeah, yeah it was Amazon's like a little live bit behind. Oh, Amazon like, had their own live blog? Yeah, yeah I was really? following on that and it was just like, I can't help Bennett at all. I wonder if Bezos just like really enjoyed the early days of tech blogging and tech journalism. And he makes these events to make people <laughs> go back to that time, like in a time machine. It's kind of cool. Yeah, no, I think it's sick not in a way. helpful. I think it's sick to watch from afar, but I being the person yeah. there, probably a very different experience. But anyways, like yeah. when I first saw pictures of the Echo Flex, my reaction was like, what the hell is this? So do you want to just break down what the hell it is? Yeah, it's sort of like Amazon's sort of like, I want to say it's like almost like the DIY Echo. Like it's like you can put this anywhere. It looks like a CO2 detector if you sort of have those in your house. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture right now. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, but maybe a little smaller. I don't know. I have a big one in my house. But <laughs> Sorry, do you not have a CO2 detector in your house? I do, yeah. Okay, you said, you said if you still have those in your house. No, like I said you, if you have one. You definitely need to have yeah, one. Yeah, people are supposed to have them. I don't know yeah. if everyone does. Um, he probably unplugged his and plugged his speaker <laughs> into the... Yeah, I have an Echo Flex there instead. I don't know. Like, um, but yeah, so it kind of looks like that. It just like has no wires. It just plugs right into the wall and just like sits there. So like, the idea is like, oh, maybe you have like a laundry room where you don't want to spend as much money on like an Echo Dot, but you want Alexa in there to like set a timer or a reminder or like whatever other smart functions you might have in your laundry room or, or your garage was another good example. Or like, play music even, even though the speaker is yeah, this, not good. Yeah, they didn't really market it as a music playing device. It was more like set this up anywhere and like, you know, just have Alexa anywhere because they were showing tons of pictures of people like cutting like holes in their walls and like embedding like <laughs> Echo Dots and like, you know, in the ceiling and the, like taping them and building like 3D printed stands and like all these weird Echo Dot configurations. Um, so I think the Flex is supposed to sort of alleviate that stress and just have Alexa anywhere so you can talk to it. Which, when I was talking to people afterwards that, like, worked there, they were saying, like, yeah, like, you know, the more Echoes or Alexa-enabled devices that people have in their house, you can sort of exponentially see exponentially see how much they interact with Alexa, which is more with the more devices, you know? If you have one in every room, you're interacting with it in every room. And I think that's good for Amazon in the long run. And then there was the Echo Show 8, which as far as I can tell is just a bigger Echo Show 5. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, it's like, um, I want to go back to the Flex, but I'll address, address this very quickly. Sure. It has the speakers from the Echo Show 10 and the design of the Echo Show 5 okay. in an 8-inch display. Okay. That's all. Best of both worlds. Yeah, um, but the Flex also, back to the Flex, it also has those attachments, which I think are really important. It has like a USB port on the bottom. So like, A, you could charge your phone off of the it. The motion sensor too. Yeah, they, they're so far the only two attachments that are out um, or will be coming out when the Flex launches on November 14th um, will be a motion sensor and a nightlight. So in the demo space, they had it so you would like walk into this demo washroom past the motion sensor and the nightlight would pop on. I love that idea. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I agree. But like, 
that's also like a lot of money to spend on such like a simple task as turning on a light, night light. That's like you much. have to buy two Echo Flexes, so you're sitting at seventy dollars <laughs> right there. Two fourteen dollar attachments, which is what thirty dollars. So it's a hundred dollars to have an automatic nightlight in your bathroom. I think you can make that argument about a lot of smart home technology. Oh, Very for sure. True. Right. Smart light bulbs in general, nobody needs those, but they're sick. Yeah, I literally walk past the light switches in my house, and I go, "Alexa, turn on the lights," and the lights come on. It's like I'm standing beside the switch. It's brutal, but I love it. Do the light switches cry because you don't use them anymore? <laughs> they're just covered in dust. Yeah. <laughs> um, spider webs all over them so like i don't think the echo show 8 is particularly exciting but is there anything else you want to mention about it um i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. No, not not really. I mean, like it has better speakers. I think it, the size of it makes it more appealing to put in like your kitchen or something because it will take up less counter space and like you know, more of that like hub area, you know, if the five is like perfect for your bedroom, um, I think the eight is more perfect for like social spaces, like especially I live in an apartment, so there's not a lot of space. I think I would rather get the eight than the 10, but maybe if you had a lot of space, then the 10 would be your thing. Why is it called the eight? Eight inch screen. Eight inch screen. So okay, five, sense. five, the Echo Show 5 is 5.5 inch screen. The eight has an eight inch screen and the, the 10 is a 10 inch screen. Cool. I think that's everything from the event. Everything, um, everything that's coming to Canada. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff. Uh, what are some of the things that aren't coming here that's notable? Like I know um, Dean's super hyped about the ring. The Echo Loop. The Echo it's, Loop, It's sorry. a ring. It You can talk to it. You whisper to it very quietly. Oh. I love it. I think it's the best thing that Echo, uh, Amazon's ever shown off. It's uh, not coming here. I hate it's to break it to you. not, but it's not even a real product. I it's like a the, day one edition, like kind of like a it beta is day one. Thing. Yeah. yeah, they made uh, it just for Bezos because he wanted a ring he could talk to. I, I go to the states sometimes. Maybe I'll pick one up. Who knows? I'm quite excited about it. A though. lot of the people working there were wearing them. Yeah, it's dope. Seriously, I saw at least two or three. Yeah, oh, you can just like God. talk to it and be like, I don't know. I but like, what do you want to say? Yeah. I, like, all I can think about is, like, Alexa, remind me later. And it's like, but I could just do that on my phone, really. No, but it's on your finger. So you don't have to take out your phone. Your phone's in your pocket or you left it on your desk and you, you're in the washroom now or you're in the kitchen. And you're what? just like, hey, Alexa, what's going on? So is it basically like an <laughs> Echo Dot attached to your body? Yeah. Yeah. Without uh, the clock. Sort of a big push, I think, <laughs> about Amazon at this event was, like, bringing Alexa outside of the home and, and keeping it on your person at all times. Hence the the loop. The frames, which are yeah. glasses, they're like not the traditional smart glasses with any sort of augmented reality, but there's an Alexa in there, so you can talk to it all the time. And then the third thing being the Alexa Buds, the headphones, right? You can talk to Alexa on those, which so, we've seen headphones with Alexa before, but now Amazon's. Those were cool. Are they confirmed as coming to Canada? Um, not currently, no, but like they're you know, going to come. You get here. answers like, "We're very in." Uh, we're trying very hard to bring all of our product lines across all of our markets where we operate. So it's like, yeah, they're coming here, but they can't say when or, or how much or all that kind of stuff. But like, I would be very surprised if they never show up here. And I, then what about the frames? Frames, I don't know. They're also a day one. Like, I mean, what what are they? Oh, it's, it's literally just a pair of glasses 
yeah that has an alexa in it so you can be like you're in the grocery store and you're like there's no ar features no do they show notifications no no it's just alexa on your person so i think this is like amazon putting out a few feeler items to try and test what people use alexa for outside of their homes that makes that's how i see it um yeah, but before we actually move on to the other products, because those are probably the three most exciting ones, but they're not coming here, so I don't want to spend too much time on them. There are a few new like Alexa Alexa assistant features that come to Canada. My new favorite being whisper, whisper mode, <laughs> which um, I want to do this whole section just whispering about ASMR, but I won't. Um, That'd but be yeah. so creepy. So I was literally laying in bed last night, and I'm like, Alexa, set my alarm for 8 a.m. or whatever. And then it goes, blah, 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 your alarm is set for 8 a.m. You have two alarms. And then it goes... Have you tried the new whisper mode? <laughs> if you whisper to me, I'll whisper back. No, or something like that. And I was like, wait. Okay, I remember them talking about this, and then I, I just kind of never tried it. But yeah, so now I believe I believe it's enabled by default on your Echo devices, but you can go into the settings and enable it or disable it on the Alexa app. And it's just called whisper mode. Um, and I believe you have to do it per device instead of just an overall setting. But you whisper to the Alexa or the Echo. And it whispers back. Wait, why would you want this? I don't get it. So when you're it. using it at night, just ooh. so you're like laying in bed with your significant other and they're asleep, and you just want to be like, Alexa, tell me a funny joke. I would just I'm use. And no one's talking to me. I would just use an app to turn the lights off in that case. I. Uh, uh, you would, but then you hear Alexa whisper, and it's hilarious. It's so funny. Like I was doing so much stuff last night. I was just getting Alexa to whisper all kinds of things to me. I have no sweet nothings in my ear, really. Pardon? I am lonely and no significant other, so I, I will be yelling at my smart home devices. I don't know. I mean, even when I, <laughs> even when I am like alone, it's like you know, in the middle of the night, like yelling seems like a lot. You know, this is a weird feature. I love <laughs> yeah, it. I, I think it's sick. Like you know, like there's a. Um, so I, I turned it off on my Sonos in my living room where the response came in, but it used to it used to be like Alexa, turn off the lights, and we go okay and it was on like a sound bar so you have no idea how loud that's going to be based upon what the volume was set up before okay so sure. sometimes it just screams back at you like okay and you're like, oh shit like, <laughs> i've had that with I, google assistant where i'm trying too. to turn out all the lights like at the end of the night or whatever and then google uh, assistant is like okay yeah and yeah. i'm like whoa chill chill it's like two in the morning guys. and i'm like okay and also set to t- like 20 percent. like you yeah. need to quiet down yeah. yeah but now with whisper mode you're just like set the Okay. You've convinced me okay. that this creepy feature is useful. It's super good. Uh, it's so funny to like hear it. I'm still on the fence, but okay. <laughs> you got to hear it. It's so good. It just like like it's like you're having like a private conversation. Like it just feels so weird. It's like cuz Alexa so sounds like a robot most of the time, but when it's whispering, it sounds more human. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I know this is weird. You're giving really me like weird. the weirdest look. But it's so <laughs> crazy. Like you're just like Alexa, like tell me a Canadian And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh god! And you're just like, oh my god! Like, okay, I think I think you've whispered enough. Uh, I love it so much. I was laughing so hard last night. Are there any other features that you want to mention? Um, there's like multilingual support for French and English, which that is in Canada, cool. which is interesting. So if you live in like a multilingual household, um, and you know you speak English and the other people in your house speak French, you can both talk to the same Echo devices, and it will respond in the language that you talk to it. So far, it's only English and French in Canada. I believe um, 
it does Spanish and English in the States, which I'm sure you could, if you change your language settings on the Canadian ones, you could probably get that to figure. I did a lot of language switching before Alexa and the Echo was officially available here. So I'm pretty sure unless they've changed something, you're, you're hundred percent able to do that. Yeah. I haven't tested it, but I'll probably end up doing that. Um, and then, you know, there's like a few other features you can ask it to automatic. You can set Alexa to automatically delete your recordings every three months or a year, I believe. Um, so that's like something that people have been asking for for a while. That's pretty nice. Um, and then there's two new utterances called like Alexa, why did you do that? And, um, <laughs> I need that cause Alexa is always responding to me when I'm not saying anything. I haven't written down here what the other one was. Uh, oh, and Alexa, what did you hear? So if Alexa just like, you know, if you're like sitting there and it's Spotify starts playing, you'd be like, Alexa, why did you do that? I'd be like, yeah. oh, this person in this other room accidentally played Spotify here. Or, or it misinterpreted something you were saying. Exactly. And if it does, or if it does misinterpret something that you're saying, you can say, Alexa, what did you hear? And it'll be like, I thought you said, bup, 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 bup. Cool. and it sort of just helps you understand what's happening. But that's, that's about all of the features that I think are coming to Canada. That's probably my favorite feature. Uh, Alexa, what, Alexa, what did you hear? I think that's a great feature. It's a yeah. cool idea because, like I was saying before, that happens to me all the time. Yeah, me too. Or yeah. it'll hear something on the TV, and I know it's not a big deal, but I want to know what triggered it. Mm-hmm. So I like that. But um, I think the other thing we're going to briefly talk about is the Microsoft event that happened this week. John Lamont was there. He covered all of the action. We have a bunch of um, hands-ons on the site right now that you yeah. can check out. So we're going to focus more on that with next week's episode of the Servcast. But I think just because this happened and it was probably one of the most exciting things we've seen in quite a while. One of the most exciting keynotes by far. Yeah. And especially just in terms of devices and new categories being introduced and stuff like that. So many surprises. Yeah. So I'll, I'll quickly, we'll, we'll talk about it, but I'll quickly just go over what we saw. There's a new Surface Pro 7, pretty pedestrian update, nothing particularly exciting. USB-C. New processors, USB-C finally. Whatever, great. Surface Laptop 3, basically the same thing. New processors, slightly larger trackpad, which I think is more important than people really realize. It's part of why I'm... No, I agree. I'm stuck in the Mac ecosystem is I love the trackpad on the Mac Pro. Beyond like just really liking Mac OS, that's one of the reasons. So I really like the first Surface Laptop. Um, I used one. I don't have one anymore, but I used one for quite a while, six months or so, as my sort of at-home laptop. And I really, really liked it. So it's cool to see Microsoft continuing to grow that category and and make it a better device. Mm-hmm. But the two like the two really cool things were first of all the Surface Duo, yeah, uh, Microsoft's new smartphone that runs Android, which is and ins- two screens insane. Folds. It's like a bird yeah. flying through Crazy. the air. <laughs> and the Surface Neo, which is a foldable tablet that runs a special version of Windows 10 called Windows 10 X. Correct. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know how we want to do this discussion. Like, it was sick. It was. I've amazing. never seen anything like it. Uh, like, let's just like have like a little speculative discussion. I think. Like, do you guys think that this is the future of computing and phones? Hit you with that one right off the bat. Well, probably. Cool. Uh, you I think, think so. I think phones are becoming foldables, and the Duo is a foldable. It folds. It just doesn't have a foldable display. It's two separate screens, yeah. to be clear, because I think yeah, amongst like tech media, we understood that, yeah. but 
like I, I came home from work and my partner asked me if that was like an actual foldable display, right? No, so yeah. I think the average person doesn't really realize mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so it folds, just not its display, it's two displays. Uh, there's been other companies that have tried it before. Uh, ZT has the ZT Axon M. Straight trash. <laughs> Whoa. And LG, garbage. And LG, uh, it's V50. You can attach a display to it, and as well as the G8X, I think, um, which are not in Canada. But you none can attach a display. Right? Yeah, none of them are. You can attach a display to that one to make it like the new duo or the upcoming duo. But I think that phones are getting are becoming more like that. They're becoming bigger with foldable aspects, so we can easily fit them in their fit them in our pockets. But also when we're on the subway, we want to watch a like a movie on Netflix. You just fold it out and it's this huge product. That's what was great. But you couldn't watch a movie across both screens on this. There'd be a huge black bar in the middle. Mm, that is very true. Like, but you can watch a movie and then, and then also do something else, else at the same time. text, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I was thinking, I think this is geared at productivity more that than is anything true. else. Yeah. My thing with the Duo that I'm a little concerned about, and I know that Android 10 is designed to work with dual screen devices, like uh, Google has baked in features mm-hmm. to kind of optimize the operating system for that. I don't know if I buy that. So that's my concern is the fact that it runs Android. Um, I mean, they've given them, so I think that it's actually currently in the demo units running Android 9. Is it? I believe so from what I was reading on like other publications, okay. not from Microsoft. So I don't know uh, how certain that is. And, but, but I, I think by the time that it releases, Android 11 will be out. And I think that, I think that, I mean, they've given themselves, they've, we don't know how long they've been prototyping it, likely years. Um, and we've seen rumors. Oh, Andromeda has been a rumor from before I started working here, so it's been a while. But yeah, I, I'm just hoping they optimize it. I guess is all I'm saying. That's, that's I think my they big will. Answer. They've given themselves like a year of runway in between now and the prospective release. I think that it's going to come out and be pretty fluid. And that's not for me. So with the with the Neo, I'm not really worried about that because I think Windows 10 is fine. And I think because the operating system is being optimized for this very specific device by the company that is also making said device. Um, it's going to be, it'll run smooth. Like there won't yeah. be any issues. The Neo, I think I'm a little more interested in because um, I'm excited for like a new version of Windows. I think that's going to be pretty cool. Um, and also because I think it fits more in with what I would use a device for. Well, that's that's the next question. Is like, well, where do you end up using that device? Is it a laptop replacement? Is it a tablet replacement? What is it in your life? I don't think I would use it for productivity because I'm old and anytime I try to use a tablet for anything or a two-in-one for anything, I always wish I just had my laptop because mm-hmm. I know how to do things on it and I can get stuff done more efficiently. Um, mm-hmm. I always have this argument that like I shouldn't need to change the way that I do things to uh, suit whatever device I'm using. It should be the other way around. Um, and I think that it'll be the same case with uh, the Neo. Like It's the same thing with the iPad Pro. Yes, I could do my job, on the iPad Pro, mm-hmm. but will that create more work for me? And will I need to completely change the way my workflow works? Yes, I think it'll be the same case with the Neo. That said, I have a feeling it's going to be more um, capable than an iPad Pro. And that also brings up that like, means we're running Windows, so yeah, that, so it I gives you it, like all of those. It's it's going to be fine. And that also brings up like another device that I totally forgot about: the Surface Pro X. Yeah, which I think. Probably didn't get the attention it deserved, and like I edited John's hands-on with it last night. It was very interesting, kind of the way um, that he positioned it. It's the future of the Surface brand, 
but it kind of falls in this weird place between the Surface laptop and between the Surface Pro 7, where it's the future, but it's not quite here yet sort of thing. It's like a first-generation Surface device, right? What do you mean? I feel like it's good. Like, I mean, depending on how the ARM processor actually handles, which is like the biggest variable, I think it's going to be like, you know, it's basically a Surface that we know and love, just I th- thinner, I think you know, I mean, more portable. I think I mean more like it, it makes me question why the Surface Pro 7 needs to exist. You know what I mean? I like, that, if yeah. this is the future of the Surface brand, it's smaller. It's just as good as the Surface Pro Six. It has the magnetic pencil. Um, why does the Surface Pro Seven need to exist? Can't this just be the new Surface? Right? I, I guess that's what I'm saying. Is like yeah. it kind of adds some confusion to Microsoft's lineup. And I know they're positioning the Pro Seven as their productivity device. I get it. That's for like professional business dudes. Mm-hmm. And this is their creative device. But to me, it just adds another product to Microsoft's lineup, which I think was very simple before, unlike Apple's, and that helps them in a way. Um, it makes things a little more confusing than they need to be. Yeah, there are a lot of options now. with like the, But we should save all that for John. Yeah, 100%. That, this is a conversation uh, to have with John when, when he's back. Does anyone have any final thoughts on this? Well, I just have one question about the Neo. How big do you think that little keyboard is? You know, you think that's a usable keyboard size? It's a, it's a tiny boy, I, I, I'm sure. The Neo didn't look small to me. It looked like a, it was a good size. So I think the keyboard, it will, it'll be fine. Like, I think the... I think it'll be close to full size? I don't think it'll be full size, though. I don't, it's not a full size, there's no Full way. size, the full size keyboards are getting smaller and smaller. Full size keyboards used to have a... Not when you use a laptop... Full-size keyboards on laptops used to have number, like number keys. Like a hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like they're getting smaller, so I think it's fine. Maybe that's just going to be the thing of the future where we're using smaller keyboards. Soon smartphones are going to have keyboards again. Who knows? So each display <laughs> is nine inches with the screen expanding to 13 inches. Yeah. That's so that's a nine-inch diagonal, though, so it would be slightly longer on the edge, like the length of the yeah. keyboard. So they're not tiny screens, like to put that in no, pers- no, at all. perspective, yeah. the 11 Pro Max has a 6.5 inch screen what's the note 10 something in that range maybe slightly bigger isn't it i don't remember something like that well nine inches is the size of an ipad mini screen okay yeah that's a good good way to put in perspective so imagine it as two ipad minis taped together with duct tape that's pretty (laughs) sick i mean at least for me that fits my back we should (laughs) should post that to instagram i have two I think I, oh no, Douglas has one, but I I usually have like a really old iPad mini and then one of the newer ones. So we should uh, post that to Instagram and be like, here, we have the... Uh, we should just tape everything Neo. together. Yeah. <laughs> just tape everything together. <laughs> yeah. Two chain. phones together, we'll have the duo. We have the Surface Neo. We got an early uh, review copy. The Apple Neo. Um, and then I, I guess <laughs> the last thing worth mentioning about these is that they're both not coming until next year. This time next year. Yeah, roughly. holiday 2020. So probably even later. Maybe if they get delayed, we'll, no, we'll see I what believe happens. that Windows 10X is supposed to drop in the fall. Oh, um, so I imagine that these there's other devices, yes, yeah, other gonna, foldable devices. Yeah, so in the Windows 10X press release, Microsoft said Asus, Dell, HP, and Lenovo, I believe, are also working on Neo esque devices. So that's two screens folding cool. together. Um, I don't know if they'll have keyboard attachments or the pens and blah, blah, blah. Likely they will or I some have, mix of both. But. I have a ton of thoughts about that and like how the Surface Pro kind of set Microsoft up to do that again with this new product category. But we'll talk about that next week because I think yeah. it's important to have John here because he's, I, I don't believe he's touched them, but he's seen them. 
at the yeah. very least. So. He might have touched them. They were. He had a picture, and they looked really close to him. Ooh. So I'm like, maybe maybe he got to breathe on them. Yeah, created maybe. some condensation on the display. I know he took some illegal pictures, but yeah. illegal pictures. Yeah, so because it was for broadcast only. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. happens at Apple events. Broadcast too. news. That damn um, movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's wrap this up. Uh, let's do shout outs. Do you want to go first, Brad? I just want to shout out Amazon uh, in almost like a half sarcastic, half I love it way for just undercutting everyone's prices. You Are know? you an Amazon shill now? I don't know. Like the Surface Ooh. Studio came out and they're like, well, it's half the price of pretty much everything else you'd buy from anyone. And I'm just like, hmm, like, is that a good Surface, Surface Studio? Or Echo Studio? <laughs> so many brand names. But the Echo Studio, right? Like the, the 260 yeah, yeah, bucks, yeah. it's like so cheap compared to a lot of things. Like the Sonos One is around that price, but... I think that this is supposed to be better than that. And, but yeah, compared to Google, Apple, and that kind of stuff. They it, can charge those prices because they're evil and don't pay their employees enough that work in warehouses. Yeah, I mean, they also, they were like ripping off like all bird shoes. and that was like a thing when I was <laughs> yeah. there. I was like, I can't talk about this. But <laughs> so it's just like, you know, I love it because I'm a consumer who loves cheap things that are good. And then I'm also like, I hate it because I, I don't think it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. But that's, that's where I'm, I'm at. I'm of two minds with a lot of yeah. tech companies like that, so I can relate. So that's my uh, shout out. Dina, uh, what is your shout out? I actually have more than one shout out. Oh, uh, no. Oh, too bad. Uh, so my first shout out is to Mean Girls because today is October 3rd. Most important day of the year. Um, and that's a very notable Mean Girls meme. And my second shout out is to Microsoft for making a like a like a press conference, like a press conference more entertaining. Uh, a lot Was of it? them are becoming. You just hate Panos. I don't hate it, but like he was so like over the top. He's like walking through but, the crowd. He's like, I'm I mean, they showed surprises. We were trying That's to true. plan out this event and we were like, but they won't show us a drama. They, they might did. show us in Taurus and they showed both. And that yeah. is so exciting because there are plenty of companies that do not do anything like that. They're I, to be born. Now. I thought it was great. It was one of the best keynotes that I've ever seen by yeah. far the best from Microsoft and like I've seen a lot of them. I enjoy Apple keynotes. I think they put on a good show, but they're like, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, there's There's never surprises. Yeah. Yeah. And this was a surprise. And everybody's copied Apple, to be clear, with how they do their keynotes. Apple was the first really to do that many, 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 Mm -hmm. many years ago. Um, But I think Microsoft kind of has their own spin on these. Like Microsoft events, I've only, I've been to two of them. Uh, They're very intimate is the best way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, so Panos much. is walking through the crowd blessing you. With <laughs> yeah. all I thought that was sick. No, I, as much as I'm making jokes, and I was making jokes at the time, I think that was, like, really fun and really entertaining because you're like, what is this guy doing? Like, what's he going to do? He just pulled here? the duo out of the crowd. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was what? Like, how did that even, who was holding it? I thought it, it was in a sleeper pocket. agent. It was John, he had it. He's a sleeper agent in the crowd, and, like, he just, like, you know, this is my daughter playing piano, <laughs> and this, this symphony of music is just, like, getting in your flow on your Surface laptop. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> He loves the word flow. I was, oh, it was entertaining for sure. Pano certainly has a flow. Um, so <laughs> my shout out goes to a Toronto developer, Snowman, um, who recently released Skate City. It's part of <laughs> Apple Arcade. Been mm. playing it quite a bit the last couple of days. I'm hoping to be able to review it on mobile syrup at some point. It's basically a 2D Tony Hawk. Have you played it on your, on your phone? Apple TV? I did. It was shit. With a controller? Oh, yeah, it was bad. Oh, damn. Um, and I tweeted about it and... The snowman account nicely responded to me and said they'll take my criticism under consideration <laughs> or something like that. And I was like, oh man, now I feel bad. But the, it, it really wasn't good. Maybe I just need to give it more time because I'm used to the different tricks and stuff with swipes. Yeah, I think it's an example of a game that's been built from the ground up for many years for uh, phones. 
And because it got part of Apple Arcade, they kind of had to figure out a way to get it to work on Mac OS and Apple TV and a control scheme that jived with that. And I'm not sure they, they nailed it. But in general, it's one of the best mobile games I've ever played. Um, it's really hard if you've played like old school extreme sports games like Tony Hawk and you're kind of wishing that genre still existed. This is the closest thing that you're probably going to get for a very long time. Is skateboarding an extreme sport? Yeah. Okay. Have, you, have you seen the X Games? <laughs> it's part of the X Games. <laughs> okay. The X and X Games stands for extreme. I don't know. I, it is. <laughs> the it X and X Games stands for skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think that's a good a good place to wrap it up. Thanks for listening to the Syrupcast. You can find me on Twitter at, at Patrick underscore O'Rourke and on mobilesyrup.com. Brad, where can people find you? Uh, as always, you can find me pretty much everywhere at the Brad Fad, and then uh, you can read my content at mobilesyrup.com. And Dean, where can people find you? I actually know it this time. I usually don't. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad wow. you're prepared. Um, it's it, on it's only because Brad maybe changed it, but you, you can find it? me at Twitter at the Daily Dean. So good. And you're no longer a fan of the CW. I am no longer a fan of the CW. Sick. No, and I'm on Mobile Syrup and also Instagram and so many other places. Just find me. Nice. I'm everywhere. Just find them. Yeah. And you can find all the content related to everything we discussed today on MobileSyrup.com and. Follow us at, at MobileSurf on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Peace.